Everyone, I'm Kate Wheeler in studio with Christine Bentley, and you are listening to what she said on 105.9 The Region. Thanks for tuning in. Today's show is brought to you by the Hill Street Beverage Company, the world's most award-winning alcohol-free wine and beer company. It's tasty as. F- order online at hillstreetbeverages.com. Cannabis is expected to be a $6 billion industry in Canada by 2021. The effect? Tens of thousands of people are scrambling to figure out how to get rich quick from legal pot. So we are continuing our cannabis series with Terry Donnelly, the CEO of the Hill Street Beverage Company, who will be joined today by Terry Taus, a lawyer, entrepreneur, and the president of Tidal Royalty. Now, they're going to talk about what you need to know if you want to get rich off cannabis in Canada. Is it too late? Are they all just blowing smoke? Stay tuned. Out. And we'll also be joined by Lawrence Lemieux, the artistic director of Citadel and Company, who is opening their 2018-2019 season with Love Me Out of It on stage October 17th to 20th. It's a solo work created and performed by Lemieux herself, choreographing to an album played straight through for the first time. And in the wake of the Me Too and Time's Up movements and a certain Canadian company coming under fire for their all-male 2018 29 lineup. We're going to talk to her about why it's more important now than ever to have work by female choreographers being presented on stage. Mm -hmm. And musicologist Eric Alper talks bands who named songs after the band in On the Record. We're also going to have a chat with Clarity Med Spa Toronto's Linda Murphy about the benefits of cool sculpting, which helps freeze and destroy fat. Last but never least, singing us out today in our live studio sessions is Toronto pop artist Rovina, who is going to perform her single, Fearless. And it is contest time again. OLG's newest instant game, The Bigger Spin, will be at the National Women's Show. That's November 9th to 11th at the Metro Toronto Convention Centre. But we're giving away some prize packs. Each pack includes a pair of tickets to the National Women's Show, a $100 OLG gift card, and two $5 coupons each for The Bigger Spin. So the prize packs are worth about $134. You can look up the contest now on our social media account at What She Said Talk and follow the directions right there. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Excuse me, everyone. Now that I've discovered Hill Street's alcohol-free beer and wine, I've decided never to settle for anything less than the best. Linda, I will no longer eat your home-cooked lasagna. Dave, put your guitar away. You're terrible. And Janet, I'm leaving you. That's all. Please continue the funeral service. Hill Street Beverages. 0% alcohol, 100% taste. Don't settle for anything less. Available at fine retailers across Canada and at hillstreetbeverages.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Conservative estimates peg cannabis or cannabis to be a $6 billion industry in Canada by 2021. The effect? 
tens of thousands of people are scrambling to figure out how to get rich quick from legal pot. So what do you need to know if you want to get rich off cannabis in Canada? Is it too late? Are they just blowing smoke? Joining us now is Terry Donnelly, the CEO of Hill Street Beverage Company, and Terry Taus, a lawyer, entrepreneur, and the president of Tidal Royalty, which is a leading provider of uh, royalty financing to the legal cannabis industry. So welcome to what she said. So we've Thank got you. Terry and Terry. Okay, so let's let's start um, with you. So while dried cannabis will be legal this year, extracts, edibles, and drinks won't become legal until 2019. But the stuff coming next year is where the biggest profits are expected to be made. Is that right? Yeah, I, I think that is undoubtedly going to be the case. I mean, um, you look at the uh, just the breadth and 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 massive amount of products that are going to be available to come online. And it's going to be something for everybody. I think that's really going to be what consumers are looking for, especially consumers that are new to, to cannabis, that haven't had a traditional cannabis experience, um, but maybe feel more comfortable with you know a beverage or, or an edible. So I think absolutely consumer demand is going to be driving it, and that is going to translate into the, the profits over time. So it, 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 and that's what you believe too. Absolutely, and, and it's not just us. Deloitte has done a pretty significant study, uh, and their latest projections are that the dried flower industry will be about six and a half to seven billion dollars. But the rest of the marketplace, which is the edibles and the pet foods and the beverages and pet all those foods? Co- pet foods, <laughs> exactly, um, those will be somewhere between thirteen and twenty-three billion. So. Two to three times the size. I'm stuck on the pet the, food thing. It's, uh, <laughs> How it's does a that crazy work? idea. It's, it makes your pet more chill and relaxed. And okay, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Okay, so yeah. then you've opened up a yeah. whole other field. I, I, I can see Christine's mind like yeah. taking off I, all those this is hyper little dogs. This would the, be interesting. Exactly, but you 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 have to think of cannabis. And and I I the one of the ones you know pet food was a mind blower for me as well but you know building materials road surfacing materials new forms of drywall made out of cannabis not to mention textiles well we've been making and, things out of hemp for yeah. generations yeah I mean 150 years ago it's the world's most valuable agricultural crop I'm trying to imagine a whole baking section in at Loblaws, <laughs> all cannabis. Oh, about it'll be cannabis, chocolate chip, cooked, exactly. chocolate chip, cannabis yeah. flour, yeah. cannabis sugar. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Oh my goodness! Freshly yeah. baked. Freshly baked. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The whole cannabis. A little pun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So where then? It, well, actually, Terry, tell us a little bit about Tidal Royalty and what exactly it does. Yeah, absolutely. So Tidal Royalty, we're a publicly traded company on the CSE, the Canadian Securities Exchange, and we provide financing to U.S. licensed cannabis operators. Um, we've taken a product that was pretty prevalent in the Canadian mining industry, which is royalty financing. Mm-hmm. Mines take a lot of capital to get up off the ground to, to, to fund the actual build-out, and then eventually they start uh, shooting off a, a sustainable and durable revenue stream. Cannabis is very similar. It takes a lot of money to build a plant, to build the infrastructure to be able to grow and cultivate and, and manufacture cannabis and cannabis products. So we write checks uh, towards that capital expansion, and in return, we get a percentage of the revenue that those companies generate. So. You say U.S. licensed. Yes. Our focus, even though we're a Canadian company, is on the U.S. market. 
So, but there's been a lot of whining from investors in the states lately who seem to be astounded that Canada could control the cannabis world and they may be missing out. So yeah, what just imagine that, that you yes, know the like, U.S. Yeah. won't be the leading force in, in a particular <laughs> industry. It's hard to it's hard to fathom, but it really has to do with the the way that their markets develop. They you know for whatever reason there is still that federal overhang between the what the federal government considers to be legal and what the states consider to be legal and that is really uh, forcing a lot of the institutional investors and capital to sit on the sidelines which really creates opportunities for the rest of the the world to really step in and fill that void so you are an American you're a Canadian listed company yes but you provide financing only to US companies that is correct. Okay, so what would you be telling people to look for or avoid when it comes to investing? So it's really interesting because you know there are so many companies coming out of both Canada and the U.S. that are in this space, and um, you know it, it is still a very nascent industry. But at the end of the day, what is really going to matter matter is the fundamentals of business. Um, does the company have intellectual property that that gives them an advantage? Do they have some sort of brand? Um, that that consumers are going to ask for. They have distribution in place. Do their uh, does their business model and their unit economics make sense? These are all basic questions that you would ask if you were investing in any other business. Um, but people are so uh, you know excited about cannabis that they're forgetting to ask these fundamental questions. So I think the starting point is really is this a viable business? And if it is, the cannabis industry is absolutely one that that. Um, is going to be a, a, a massive one in the future. Um, and there's going to be huge winners coming out of that space. What is the risk in investing in that sector, do you think? If there is a risk? Yeah, there there's a risk investing in cannabis. It's a nascent market. It's still very new. I mean, we, even ha- we haven't had any uh, recreational sales in Canada yet. It, has still, it still hasn't reached that point. Um, there there. There is fundamental risk into how this market's going to develop. I don't think there's any question as to it will the market be there. I think fundamentally we all believe that it will be. It's just a matter of who are the winners and losers going to be. How is the market going to play out, and and how is regulation going to affect all that? And those are all questions that we just don't have answers to, and we can make a best guess, but we are really hypothesizing at this point. Well, well, Terry Donnelly, Hill Street's portfolio of brands. Will be cannabis infused? Yes, I mean we currently have a base business of producing alcohol-free wine mm-hmm. here, and we're now approaching nearly five thousand stores in Canada where our products are available. Um, but we believe that there'll be even greater upside with the cannabis-infused marketplace, simply because I think the curious consumer is going to be looking to try this product. They're going to be looking to experience what it's like, what everybody's been talking about. And to do it in a way that's familiar to them, that doesn't include smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, smoking is something that's been relegated to the back alley. And what we do is beverages for the dinner table or for, you know, your living room. And so, you know, we think that that side of the marketplace is where most of the growth will be. And if you look at, you know, the traditional beverage industry, which is a trillion dollar industry worldwide, um, the commodity inputs are not where the value is. The value is in the brands and it's in the finished product. So I can't ask you, Terry, because you're restricted to the U.S., but let me ask you, I mean, how available is money for uh, Canadian cannabis companies? Well, it's it's never easy to raise capital, and we certainly saw it building our business. It's, It's a very difficult thing to do, but 
if you've got a great business, if you've got great brands, if you've got a, a proposal that is a well thought out, well put together proposal, investors will support you. And we've certainly seen that with our business. And we just look forward to continuing to execute to be able to hit the marketplace next fall. Well, but we're, we're still uh, so many questions still, as you said, a nascent industry about the legal implications even around crossing the U.S. border. They've kept major players out of the game. We saw that with major soda company yes. um, a couple of weeks ago. So can you talk about that? How are you going to work that? Well, we actually look at those as as big opportunities because the big players are hindered or cautious relative to the American federal laws. It gives startups like us the opportunity to get really get a head start and to start to forge a path in a new industry uh, where the big guys haven't yet stepped into play. Well, we're and, all about supporting Canadians. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we think there's a great opportunity to be part of this new industry. And, and we're taking the approach of being a proud Canadian company that produces craft brands that are, that are you know, really... Uh, built on sort of that handmade artisanal approach Mm -hmm. and that's all about quality taste and experience so Mm -hmm. we think that'll resonate with anybody at any point in time all right thank uh, now next sunday we're going to be talking uh, specifically about cannabis and the law we'll answer questions you may have as to what you're allowed and not allowed to do uh now that it's legal. So you can send us an email at info at com or send us a message on social media. We're all at What She Said Talk if you want your questions answered. Terry Donnelly and Terry Taus, thank you so much for joining us today and explaining a little bit about uh, the investment side of the biz. Pleasure. Thank you. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Dear Diary, it's day 15 and I still can't seem to figure it out. How can Hill Street's alcohol-free beer and wine taste so good? A. They've invented a new undetectable alcohol. B. They're straight up lying to us. Or C. They're wizards and each drink is infused with the blood of dragons! I think I'm onto something. Hill Street Beverages. 0% alcohol, 100% taste. Available at fine retailers across Canada and at hillstreetbeverages.com. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is Laurence Lemieux, the artistic director of Citadel and Compagnie, who is opening its 2018-2019 season with Love Me Out of It. That's going to be on stage October 17th to 20th. It's a solo work created and performed by Lemieux herself, choreographing to an album played straight through for the first time. She joins us now via Skype. Welcome to the show, Laurence. Thank you so much. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, where I work and where 
uh, it's downtown Toronto in Regent Park, yeah. where the Citadel is located. Well, it's set to the iconic punk rock sounds of Frantic City. By Canada's original punk group, Teenage Head, the world premiere explores your long-standing relationship to dance through a high-octane performance inspired by the Platinum 10-track album. So what made you want to give yourself the unique challenge of choreographing straight through an entire record? The so the reason I've decided to choreograph, um, I was wor- I was working on a solo. I've been working on it for about a year, and originally what I did the process that I do is I go in the studio and develop um, uh, movements by myself, and I did that for a while using a hip hop album. That's the music that got me going the most, and. Um, as I was developing my idea, I had a, sort of a late night conversation with a friend of mine who was saying, you should just do it to punk music. And I said, no, I didn't think it was such a good idea at the time. But then uh, it was an interesting idea. And I started to research a lot of uh, Canadian punk music bands. And I came across this album that I knew before, but I would not listened to for a long time. And just loved that album and decided to challenge myself with choreographing to every song. And there's only 10 songs to that album. It's not so, so long. So I thought it was a pretty uh, reasonable challenge. So that's the story. Was it a reasonable challenge in the end? Yeah, it was, it was, I think it sounded a little easier to think about it than actually doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The music is, quite frantic and really fast paced and the response the physical response has to match that so that was to me a really it's a welcome challenge but it was a challenge nonetheless did you find that a new character say would emerge with each different song a little bit uh because i was trying to not simply respond musically you know like i hear music I can just dance to it, but I was, I wanted to layer it with a narrative inside my head that for this music, I'm this person or this, this part of me. So, uh, yes, it's true. It's quite correct. For every song, I have a bit of a different, uh, persona and I, I try to explore that and then I kind of move on to different songs after that. So what can people expect at the performance? Well, the, what's interesting about the performance as well, not only I, I dance to this album, and then after every show, there's an intermission, and we have a different band coming in to play live. Uh, so it's a really nice music and dance performance, like a real nice mix of dance and uh, a live band experience. So in the wake of of Me Too, Time's Up, and a certain Canadian company coming under fire for its all-male 2018-2019 lineup, you know, do you think it's more important now than ever to have work by female choreographers being presented on stage? I I think it's always been important. And I think that I didn't do this as a response to the Me Too movement. I just keep working. I know that I'm... I am a 
you know, people say, the only thing I will say I've changed that people say to me a lot through my career, you're such a strong woman. And now I simply say, I'm just strong. Thank you very much. But I've always had that being a woman. I, I've never found that uh, unusual to be in a position of power myself. But uh, I am very aware, though, in my choices when I program artists, uh, especially young choreographers, I will uh, typically, uh, but I've always done that, I think, to give uh, chances to young women because in dance, and it's an interesting uh, world where most of the predict practitioner are women, mm -hmm. but the people in power are mostly men, especially in the ballet world. In contemporary dance, I think it's a bit different. I think there's more of an equal share of the creative world. Well, we actually had um, Essie Mensa on uh, recently, and she was talking about her show, which was covering shadism which she found was prevalent in the dance community. So there seems to be a different range of, of issues depending on you know, where, where you're placed. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. That's, uh, yes, I completely agree with that. And uh, I think that the male-female in contemporary dance is quite different and not to be mixed up with the male-female in the ballet world, mm -hmm. which is I think has their set of issues that they need to resolve themselves mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, this is, I mean, I, I've never heard of a show like this and it sounds amazing. What is percolating in your mind creatively for the next project? <laughs> Ooh, good question. Nothing yet. <laughs> I'm just trying to finish this one. Uh, there's nothing percolating per se, but uh, as a curator of my season, I'm 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 already curating for next year, and I've actually approached uh, a few young choreographers to come in and and create. So that is always kind of percolating. But as far as my own work, it takes me such a long time to put something together that I'm not yet thinking about the next one. Are you excited about uh, what you're seeing in the future of dance coming up? Yes, I am actually. I am. I. I. We have a very nice, small but really important theater here in downtown for contemporary dance, mm -hmm. and, and I see a lot of young people doing really interesting work. And I really, I really want to help that, help them as best as I can. And I think the theater is a really good place to start up. And uh, people rent the theater all the time, you know, working on ideas. And there's always, there's always, there's always a good reason to be really hopeful about mm -hmm. the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, where can people go to find uh, out more and and about Love Me Out of It? Well, they can they can come to the Citadel to see the show, and at, we're right at uh, Parliament and Dundas in Regent Park. They can visit our website at citadelc.com. And um, also our theater has, there's not just this show, there's many, many shows this year. And there's classes, there, we have a kids program. So they, there's quite a bit of activity happening right out of the Citadel. Well, at, at, it must be exhausting for you. I'm just thinking about dancing through, that, that, through the, the 10 songs. How wiped are you at the end of each performance? I'm so white. Like, honestly, I'm like, 
<laughs> yesterday we did it and I finished sort of like upside down and I couldn't even get up to practice taking a bow. I was like, oh my God, what, what have I done to myself? <laughs> but yeah, because, you know, as I, I'm older, like I, I'm in my 50s and I'm like, I a part of me thinks, why am I doing this? But then why not? And uh, it, it's just, I noticed that I need more recovery time than when I was in my 20s, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and perhaps instead of flowers, people should be sending chocolate. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's always good. Or wine. Wine is actually my favorite. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was just thinking about the energy boost. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck with the show um, and congratulations for everything you've done. Lawrence Lemieux, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Uh, Excuse me, everyone. Now that I've discovered Hill Street's alcohol-free beer and wine, I've decided never to settle for anything less than the best. Linda, I will no longer eat your home-cooked lasagna. Dave, put your guitar away. You're terrible. And Janet, I'm leaving you. That's all. Please continue the funeral service. Hill Street Beverages. 0% alcohol, 100% taste. Don't settle for anything less. Available at fine retailers across Canada and at hillstreetbeverages.com. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. And joining us now, wearing a Thornbury Village craft cider and beer t-shirt, is Candace Sampson, our travel expert. I've got to think that you're going to be talking about uh, Gray County. I am. I am. I have to tell you a little funny. Gray County actually invited me to come visit um, way back in February. They wanted me to come and experience the fall colors as part of a romantic couples trip. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Not so much currently. (laughs) Okay, so things have obviously changed. (laughs) I couldn't even get myself a date for this trip. (laughs) Anyway, all of that is to say that it is actually a very romantic getaway. uh, And it was absolutely beautiful. And it's one of those places that... This is why I love travel, um, because it took me by surprise. It is so beautiful. It's actually 4,500 square kilometers. um, And it's lots of wide open spaces. And right now, obviously, with the fall colors... Breathtaking, right? But where exactly is Gray County? Like- so Gray County is sort of, it would be north of Toronto, west of Ottawa, um, up around Owen Sound, Georgian Bay Area. And it is 
it's Collingwood, just com- coming mm-hmm. up to Collingwood. So it's really um, a gorgeous area, and it's lots of rolling hills and valleys and farmland. And um, so, you know, every side road you go down is just this amazing view. And so for me, as you know, somebody who likes to take lots of pictures, it was like I'd go 500 feet. Okay, I need to take a picture of this and then another picture. So um, so anyway, you can go to visitgray.ca and you can create your own itinerary because what they really want you to do is color it your way. Mm-hmm. They want you to make the trip your own. And you can also find a lot of local ambassadors and insiders um, on the site who will share their insider tips with you, people who actually live in the area. Local gems. We have apples from Great Yes, County. Yes, I was a keener today and brought you apples. <laughs> apples for the teachers, but I'm more interested in the cider because I yeah. saw you. Oh, I saw you pulling. You 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 didn't like cider until okay. you went to Great County. So I'm a total convert. It could be only for Thornberry uh, cider right now because <laughs> I have to admit it's my first experience with cider. But I loved it. They have the most unique flavors. They had a blood orange cider. They had a blueberry cider, uh, a cranberry. And then right now, they're spiced cider. There's got to be a pumpkin one in there well, somewhere. Well, there's a spiced one from a fall. One from and fall. It's, oh, it's, it's magical. Even just smelling it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be that's found in the LCBO, by the way. So I had a great time there. Um, where to stay? I would just sort of back up a bit here. And mm-hmm. I stayed at a place called Coffin Ridge B&B. Mm-hmm. And it is this coffin ridge. I know. Are you are you okay? Did well, you survive? I, well, I'm not gonna lie. The first night I got there after dark, and I'm like, where am I? You're watching a horror movie too, probably, right? <laughs> but in the light of day, I was like, oh, this is actually gorgeous and quite romantic. Um, so yeah, don't show up after dark. Go in the daylight at first. But it does actually. Um, it's part of the winery. So you overlook this absolutely stunning winery, and after a tasting, you're only a few steps home, right? So thankfully, it's a a beautiful place, and it's also a great jumping-off point to Mm -hmm. go and see all the things you want to see in Gray County. So for me, I spent my time chasing waterfalls. That's all I did. Just there's a song in there. There is. Well, TLC will tell you not to chase them, but I'm going to say that's not true. Go chase them in Gray County. Uh, so I went and chased waterfalls, and the great thing about it is that in between these falls, you come across these little towns and all these great places to stop. So first off, where I brought you the apples from is far, um, Farmer's Pantry, which is a great place for all kinds of apples and pumpkins, and there's raspberries in the summer. It's a wonderful place, and honestly, in the fall, you have to stop and get some of their fresh-pressed cider. It's wonderful. Uh, then I stopped at the Roost Wine Co., which I really love. This is a young couple, star on the rise in the wine industry. They've only been around for a couple of years. But they have really married this whole idea of a winery and a destination place to visit in one magnificent place. It, the, the, view, the views are Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, the wine is really, really good. And they've brought in this sort of culinary experience where they pair it with chocolate or a charcuterie board as well. So you can really go and spend the entire afternoon. And that's where there. I said the, the name? Roost Wine Roost. Okay. And that, the reason they called it that is that they came home to Roost, which I think is so Aww, cute. That's nice. I love that. Uh, and the culinary scene is on point here as well. You can find the Flying Chestnut Kitchen in Eugenia after you visit Eugenia Falls. Uh, the Mill Cafe in Thornberry uh, was amazing. And if you walk across the Thornberry Dam and Fishway there, uh, you can actually see the salmon jumping upstream right now, which is incredible. Salmon are stubborn. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, just I go know. the other way. What are you doing? 
seems so silly to me. Why are you floating down when we can work all day yeah. to get up here? Uh, yeah. Casero Kitchen Table in Owen Sound was the most authentic Mexican experience you're going to get outside of Mexico. It was really, really good. And Sweetwater Restaurant at Cobble Beach was incredible food with a stunning view of Georgian Bay. So... For all of this, obviously, you're going to color it your way. So go to visitgray.ca. I am I am looking on the website right now, and I'm looking under the actually on their homepage, and there's all the adventure, all the all the things you can do, including you can paddle the beaver. <laughs> that would be a river, I'm assuming. It feels like a classic Canadian. Experience. Yes, it does. <laughs> okay then. I did not do that. Let's leave that <laughs> But yes, maybe the next time I go back. <laughs> if you have a date. <laughs> this went south really <laughs> Okay. Visitgray.ca. It looks fabulous. Thank you very yes, much, Candice. Amazing place. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Dear Diary, it's day 15 and I still can't seem to figure it out. How can Hill Street's alcohol-free beer and wine taste so good? A. They've invented a new undetectable alcohol. B. They're straight up lying to us. Or C. They're wizards and each drink is infused with the blood of dragons! I think I'm onto something. Hill Street Beverages. 0% alcohol, 100% taste. Available at fine retailers across Canada and at hillstreetbeverages.com. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. (sighs) Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high-fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit KearnsandCo.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Welcome back. Joining us now is musicologist Eric Alper for On the Record. We're talking about naming a song after your band. Right, because sometimes it falls into two camps. If you are a band and you name not only a song from your album that's named after you, is that egotistical? Is that okay? Because the next thing you know, eh, you might think of it as this is a statement. This is who we are this mm-hmm. is us. But then the next thing you know, they're going to want creative control. They're going to want buses. They're going to want money. And you just can't have that in the music industry. 
and I jest about that part. But yeah, that's Motorhead, and they actually named not only their song after themselves, but the album. Um, this is a band that the lead singer Lemmy said that if Motorhead moves into the house next to you, your mm-hmm. lawn will die. <laughs> I love that. One of the best lines about any band. So there you go. There's Motorhead by Motorhead from the album Motorhead. And we're going to be talking about bands that name a song after themselves. I'm flat broke, but I don't care. I strut right by with my tail in the air. Straight catch strut, I'm a I'm a feeling Casanova. Hey, man, get a shoe thrown at me from a mean old man. Dinner from a garbage <laughs> Stray Cat Strut, baby. Stray Cat Strut single-handedly bringing the rockabilly music back onto the charts in the 80s with Stray Cat Strut by the Stray Cats. And if you remember the video, do you remember the video? Yep. They were playing in an alleyway yep. when the neighbors were throwing trash at them. I wonder if that was autobiographical. I don't watch videos anymore. No, okay. All right. I but, I that, did, but that I did then because uh, they, they were cool. Then. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and that is, of course, the Stray Cats with Stray Cat Strut hitting the top 10 back in 1981. all the new kids on the block? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Jordan. They're old men now. Unanimous. Yeah, Jordan, Jonathan, Joey, Donnie, and Danny. That was the new kids on the block with their song New Kids on the Block from the album New Kids on the Block. And in fact, New Kids on the Block bombed when it first came out. It did nothing on the charts and didn't break them in America. And in fact, the record label wanted to drop them because they just didn't believe that this teen band was going to be big. Maurice Starr, who put the band together, believed in the guys so much that he almost paid entirely for the second album himself. And that is where Hanging Tough, the album, broke through worldwide. And they broke up a number of years later, but they're back together, still touring, still selling out arenas as new kids on the block. I'm not expecting to go flowers in the desert, but I can look and breathe and see the sun in wintertime. In a big country, dreams stay with you like a lover's voice far from mountainside. Stay alive. In a big country, dreams in a big country by big country, the Scottish rock band that broke big all around the world, including cracking the top 20 on the Billboard Hot 100 back in 1983. And the country that did the best when it came to that song, well, that would be Canada. It hit Aww. number three right here because we are a big country too with 9.985 million kilometers square. Un- unlike Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We go where we want to. Do what we like to do We don't have time to get restless There's always something new Hey, hey, we're the monkeys And people say we monkey around The way two pigs is singing To put anybody down We're just trying to be friendly Come and watch us in 
not only did the monkeys call themselves the monkeys, but they had a theme song. And that is the monkeys theme song. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. So here's a question for you. How long do you think the monkeys TV show lasted? Oh, my goodness. And I grew up in England then and I was watching it. I I don't think it. I would have said one or two seasons. Yeah, two seasons. Two seasons, yeah. Isn't that amazing Mm -hmm. that this popular band that we're still talking about today only lasted two seasons. The program ended on Labor Day 1968 for the second season, but received a very long afterlife through Mm -hmm. Saturday morning repeats on CBS and ABC, as well as overseas broadcasts. And it later enjoyed a 1980s revival after MTV re-aired the program (laughs) in 1986. uh, That still astounds me that almost 50 years later, we're still talking about this group that lasted just two years on the television. And those are bands that named themselves... Named the song after themselves. Ah. Are you going to come out with a song? I am. I am. It's called Hey, Hey, I'm Eric Alper. (laughs) And people say I'm monking around, (laughs) but I'm too busy singing and talking on The Jewel to put anybody down. Well, thanks a lot, Eric. And we will talk to you or you can sing to us next week. Absolutely. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Uh, Excuse me, everyone. Now that I've discovered Hill Street's alcohol-free beer and wine, I've decided never to settle for anything less than the best. Linda, I will no longer eat your home-cooked lasagna. Dave, put your guitar away. You're terrible. And Janet, I'm leaving you. That's all. Please continue the funeral service. Hill Street Beverages. 0% alcohol, 100% taste. Don't settle for anything less. Available at fine retailers across Canada and at hillstreetbeverages.com. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is Linda Murphy, the co-founder of Clarity Med Spa in Toronto. And today we're going to talk about the benefits of cool sculpting, which freezes and destroys fat in 35 minutes. Welcome back, Linda. Thank you for having me back, ladies. Now, no matter what the positive reinforcement is that we receive from others, when most women and men, too, look in the mirror and see stubborn body fat... It can affect how we feel about ourselves, right? It certainly can. And I've, I felt that that's what drove me and made me so curious about this device. Um, what we do with Cool Sculpting is we support your vision for your body. Okay? So that is if you've got these little pockets of stubborn fat, we can help you get rid of those so that when you look in the mirror and you've been working out and you're fit and you're feeling really good and then you see this bulge and I don't know why but it bothers us you know it just mm-hmm. it, it can it can break our spirit so we, you've got that little bulge 
Our goal is to help you deal with those little problem areas. That said, we are very clear on realistic outcomes because cool sculpting is not surgery. And what's great about that is that it, it isn't surgery, but you won't have the effects of a tummy tuck and major liposuction. So what we're dealing with are little stubborn pockets of body fat exactly. that will just make things sit better, feel better, and look better. I know um, a couple of people, men, who have had their love handles mm -hmm. cool sculpted away they by, love by love you. Handles. They, 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 love, they love the removal of yeah, the love yes. handles, right? And so that's are, a really and good And these area. are men who... who Went on a very uh, 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 went on a diet and started working out, and this was the thing that was left. Yeah, so for a man, that that they want that V, they that, want that yeah, V exactly. without the they little, little mm -hmm. love. Exactly. Our client is that guy and that woman. Typically, our client is someone who's fit, who works out, who eats healthy. They're within five, ten, maybe fifteen pounds of their ideal range, and. Their body isn't going to change. They're already working out as much as they can. They've pared their diet down right. as much as they're willing to do while still having a life. And if I look at even someone like myself, I lost a little bit of weight. If I were to continue to lose weight to grab the last of the little bulges that I don't like, and I have some... Um, I would continue to lose it on my face. Well, so I can't yeah. diet without making myself look older because yeah. I don't always lose it on the problem don't, area. Don't they say that you lose weight from the, the head down? Yeah. You gain a, weight from the feet up. Yeah. So you'll put it on your upper thighs, you'll put it on your hips, you'll put it on there, but you know, you won't you won't lose it maybe where you want to, and you don't gain it where you want to. Yeah, exactly. Now there's another area that I'm a little nervous about that mm -hmm. I was going to try because, um, well, actually, before we get to my specific area, yeah, let's talk about you. It's always yeah, about it's always you, about isn't me. it? Let's talk about how the school the cool sculpting device works. It is placed on on the area. Yeah, it's grabbing little pockets of fat. If I can grab it with my hands, whether it's like a little small grab or a medium grab or a larger grab. There's different grab, sizes yes. of device. So different sizes of these applicators, that's what they're called. They're grabbing different body parts and the applicators come in different sizes so that we can grab different parts of the body. I have an applicator that's small for the chin. Like that's my area. Yeah. Because I'm worried that because it's a vacuum. Yeah. So if you put this small applicator on under here and it's sucking it away. I'm worried yeah. about it stretching the skin as opposed to removing the fat. No, no, no it no. all bounces back. It all bounces back. We have some clients who are older who might have more laxity, not saying that you have it, um, but if they have laxity and we're reducing fat, we will have that discussion and we have solutions for people that have a little bit of laxity after cool sculpting. But most of it's interesting. Most of our cool sculpting for the face, mm -hmm. interesting, is men and younger people, younger adults that are really fit and they're just holding it right here in their faces. Mm -hmm. So this is what they want. They want that more chiseled, V-shaped jawline. They're a little fuller in their face. Their body's fine. It's strong. But they just want this little thing gone from underneath the chin. The little applicator grabs the chin. The little applicator can grab on top of the knees. 
Ooh. The little knee croissant. Knee yes. croissant. Yeah, I call it the knee croissant. I don't know if Allergan has that in their cranny But I woke up one day and there was a croissant on my knee. I was eating croissants. Yeah. And there's an applicator to grab the backs of the arm. There's an applicator to grab the inside of the thighs, the outside of the thighs. Different size applicators to grab lower abdomen, upper abdomen. I can uh, love handles. Some are curved, some are straight. So I can clamp onto a lot of body parts Mm -hmm. as long as I can grab it with my hands. And we go through the consent to make sure, you know, you're safe. There are no contraindications. And again, we have a discussion about outcomes. But I'm going to tell you the outcomes are amazing. What, What, where do you see the most, the best results, would you say? Which body parts? Okay, men always get amazing results, but men are annoying. And I, to your male <laughs> listeners, it's only because a guy can stop drinking beer for three days and he looks amazing. You know, guys de- declare they're going on a diet and it falls off. And women, it's not the same. But abdomen always gets great results. The chin gets great results. Um, every, Love handles. Yeah, actually, all of the areas get great results. There are... There's a small percentage of people that are difficult to respond, but maybe we just need to hit hit the application and hit them on that treatment area one more time. Why don't you uh, tell people how how does, I mean, are you going to come in, have it done, and 35 minutes later it's gone, or does it take a little Uh, while? That's a good question. So you come in each time I... put that applicator on your body, it's a 35-minute cycle. Most people, there's mm-hmm. one that's a little longer, but that's a different applicator. But most people, it's a 35-minute running time, and you leave Clarity Med Spa with little pockets of frozen, dead fat cells. You are going to eliminate those fat cells gradually. So over the next 30, 60, 90 days, you're going to feel that treatment area emptying. It's going to feel different. It's going to, you're going to feel the density. Right. If you go to grab that, what I treated, you're going to be able to feel your fingers almost because you're going to feel the cells dumping. Mm-hmm. And that's a gradual process, and that's actually what people like. They do yes. like the gradual process because it doesn't look like you had anything done. You didn't have to take a pile of time off work. You didn't have to take any time off work. You're just going to go back to whatever you were doing. Except we know one uh, one annoying man, client of yours, who actually walked out, and two days later, it was gone. Yeah. 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 And he said it was like he had five pounds on eight, five pound love handles and gone. Yeah. Disappeared yeah, see, in that two goes days. back to my man, but, the yeah. male fairy. Men so, just to respond. Why would you choose cool sculpting over liposuction? Okay. You go right off the top. It's the whole invasive versus non-invasive, mm-hmm. needles versus no needles, stitches, recovery, um, and and price point. So mm-hmm. it's um, and risk. The risk is you know that's almost. You will sign a consent. I'm not going to say there's no risk, but it's almost no risk. They're at opposite ends of the continuum in terms of risk. Um, when you when and I'd like to say too for your listeners is when you choose cool sculpting, you have to ask your provider if you're cured, whether it's, hopefully it's me, you have to ask your provider, is this the real cool sculpting? Yes. And is it the latest version of cool sculpting? We have run into another situation right this week where someone was billed an exorbitant amount of money. She showed me her bill because she was a little curious, went somewhere else, huge bill, paid a lot of money for cool sculpting, and it was not cool sculpting. It is not a cool sculpting provider. So 
The best way to do, best thing to do is on any treatment, go to that provider's official website and look for an authorized dealer slash provider slash physician. Okay. So how much? You mentioned price. Mm-hmm. Price starts at $600, $600 per grab. So we have, um, right now, we have a great promotion on. We have 25% off single grabs. Um, our consultation is free. We have an event coming up called, we're calling it Cool Off. Cool Off. <laughs> because it's, it's warm and yep. you can just cool off. And we, there's an opportunity to earn in packages. And I don't need to sell anybody a package, but if you are buying a package, you have an opportunity to get more free cycles on top of the 25% off. Okay. So we have this event that's very exciting. So if you you had said that it's it's a different price point than, let's say, liposuction. So I don't even know how much liposuction would oh, be. Well, would just be to five go or ten times? No, you, yeah, five, ten times easily. Um, five, five times for sure. Um, what's, what's happening is each application of cool sculpting, um, you know, right off the bat, you've got to go under anesthetic. So that there's the cost right there. So then it depends on what, what yeah, else they're exactly. doing at the same exactly. time. So, Lindy, uh, tell people where they can go to find out more about this event. So they can come to our website, claritymedspa.ca. They can call us. They can email us. Um, if they can't get in for the event, we are taking orders on the event so that if someone wants to come in, they're traveling a little further or they're going mm -hmm. on vacation, just call us and we will get you in on the event pricing. I've even done consults by Skype for people that are, you know, 45 minutes out and they, we just do the whole thing on Skype. All right. And don't worry, we are going to put up a link uh, to everything on all our social media pages at What She Said Talk and also on our website and uh, whatshesaidtalk.com. So, Linda Murphy, thank you so much for coming in and telling us all about cool sculpting. Thank you again for having us and me. <laughs> What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Dear Diary, it's day 15 and I still can't seem to figure it out. How can Hill Street's alcohol-free beer and wine taste so good? A. They've invented a new undetectable alcohol. B. They're straight up lying to us. Or C. They're wizards and each drink is infused with the blood of dragons! I think I'm onto something. Hill Street Beverages. 0% alcohol, 100% taste. Available at fine retailers across Canada and at hillstreetbeverages.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. What you are listening to is Fearless by Toronto pop artist Rovina. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you so much for having me. Now, you were born in Sri Lanka and immigrated to Canada at a young age, and your musical breakthrough happened after you reluctantly posted a video singing at last on YouTube. So tell us how you got started. <laughs> I know it's such a, a weird, a weird uh, coincidence or story, but uh, yeah, I was performing at the CNE, and um, a friend of mine had recorded the entire performance. And this is when YouTube had just started out, mm -hmm. started out in two thousand seven. This mm -hmm. is around two thousand nine, 
and uh, she sent me the file, and um, she said you should post it on YouTube. And I thought YouTube, like who's gonna watch this? And so I reluctantly posted it, and um, I guess it caught some traction, and it caught the eyes of the producers at City TV, and uh, they contacted me through YouTube and said we'd love for you to come sing this live. And I thought it was a joke. Um, so it wasn't, and I went in and I performed it live and then audience members were calling into the station asking who I was and I didn't have a website, social media. I mean, this is 2009, so things were just kind of getting started. Instagram, I don't think was even out Mm -hmm. yet and, uh, it just blew up and sort of thus began my music career. So tell us a little bit about your music and writing style. So my music is uh, powerful pop ballads. Um, the style, I would say, really tugs at the heartstrings. I love singing um, emotional emotional songs and songs that talk about things in life that we experience and sometimes are hard to communicate with others. Um, and I find my biggest audience, both men and women, are strong are, are women usually. Um, and I think it's because they can really connect with the with the emotion behind the music and maybe my vocals. I've been told that I have a, a cry voice, which is um, mm. this this note or this this thing I hit when I sing that kind of makes people urge. Well, Ravina, tell, tell us where people can connect with you online and where they can find your, yes, your music. You got, yes, absolutely. Ravina.ca or Ravina Music on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. And it's R O V. Double E-N-A. That's correct, okay, yes. Okay, well, that's great. Now, if that is it for What She Said. Please be sure to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk. But now, do not touch that dial, because singing us out live, here is Rovina performing Fearless. Take a breath and then you'll know 
Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.